0: If I touch my shoulder, it would touch my hair. Starts now. And I said, what in the
1: hell is that? Mommy, scared. Spirits and more radio starts now.
2: I'm your host, Steve Rowan, Spirits and More Radio. On this episode, we actually do a wrap-up of Midsummer Scream, which is a Halloween horror convention that just took place July 30th and 31st in Long Beach, California. I'm joined uh, in a roundtable-type session by Eric Van Leer, who is a paranormal investigator, as well as Ace Jordan, who is the producer of a YouTube show called Creepy AF. You can guess what the AF stands for, and also Rob Hernandez was with us, and he is also an investigator who builds his own boxes to detect ghosts and spirits and things like that. Uh, I get into a few paranormal stories with the guys, which are really cool. I think Ace saw Slenderman. You tell me what you think. Tweet it back to us, uh, and we also talk about uh, the convention: what was cool, what we saw that we really liked, what could have been better, what we hope for next year, that sort of thing. So I hope you enjoy. Here it is, one hour of Spirits and More Radio live from Midsummer Screen.
1: Turn down the lights
0: if you dare. Spirits and More Radio.
2: On the paranormal investigation stuff, what have you? What have you seen? You one of the episodes. Tell us about that episode you did. Uh, there's a place where you guys went, and you had an experience where you saw some sort of entity out in the distance and you talk about that thing like like it was one size but as it got closer to you like there was something about it that was really odd what's your story yeah, a couple
3: of years ago it's probably like 2014 I, I went out to Black Star Canyon with a with a local paranormal group and as the tour, the uh, the investigator was kind of giving like a tour guide type speech right at the beginning. And and I was a little bored, so I drifted off. And I looked over uh, behind us, and by the creek, there was what appeared to be a shadow figure. Um, and it, it saw me, it saw me looking at it, and, and stood up, walked away. But as it walked away, it, it grew. It was almost like... When you see someone walk away from you, they get smaller in your your perception. But this thing got bigger as it walked away. It was almost like reverse physics. It was very strange. Weird. Yeah. So, and
2: you never, ever had any strange thing happen to you before in the past. Like, that was the first, like, earth-shattering thing. Like, you're like, oh, my God, that was crazy.
3: I think that probably was the first one. I've been on some other paranormal investigations, and I've sensed different things, but never uh, like an apparition that I saw visually, and uh, for... you know, for for several... it was for several seconds at least. I mean, it seemed much longer, but it probably was only several seconds. To me, it seemed like it was a minute, but... Um, it only lasted a few seconds.
2: Wow! And um, when you when you say the thing knew you were there, what gave you the impression that it was conscious of your awareness? Well, of it, it
3: didn't have eyes, but it just its its head or its head shape was just like focused on me. Like it wasn't when I first saw it, and then kind of kind of looked up in my direction, and I could just tell that that it saw me, and it seemed kind of. Agitated That I could see it Like it was just like You know When someone gives you that look Like why are you looking at me dude You know Right
2: yeah And then Almost like you're not supposed To be able to
3: see it Yeah
1: like Yeah exactly Like I'm not supposed to be able To see it Before uh, Before we walked out Of the convention Florida day Someone looked at uh, Rob Hernandez and I Like we weren't supposed To see him But we're not going to (laughs) say Any names
2: (laughs) I think we gotta get Rob in on the conversation because Eric keeps uh, referencing him. Maybe Rob, Rob's a little far away. Maybe if Rob could m- move over the, to this side of the table, that'd be cool. Um, so, yeah, um, that's, cra- that's a crazy story you had, Ace. Uh, have you seen anything yeah. like that since?
3: Well, the thing is, I've been back there like four, at least four times, like looking for it. I go hiking there in the day, and then I've done paranormal investigations at night. So, I've been there day and night, never seen it again. Or
2: anywhere else in the world. Or Let anywhere else.
3: So it's not like the thing was following me. I didn't see it when I was a child. Just saw it there in that one spot. Huh. And I've been back there a bunch of times and never saw it again. So Wow. Uh, I did say that after we aired that episode of Creepy AF, when I gave my short interview about uh, what I witnessed, uh, a paranormal investigator contacted me and sent me a couple photos of, sh- of shadow beings that they captured there and one of them they sent me looked like the exact same one that i saw and it was very large in the picture it looked like it was about 16 18 feet tall um so it could have been the exact same one that i saw
2: wow so and from that location that's where the photo came from uh
3: it wasn't it wasn't exactly in the same spot but it was near where i saw it but at black star yeah black star canyon wow yeah it was really
2: strange huh I mean, you hear people, lots of people have seen shadow figures of some sort, but what you're talking about is a shadow figure that had enough definition that you could tell the head and which direction the head was looking and things like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, was this thing like the shape of a a human? Arms, head,
1: legs kind of thing? Yeah,
3: it kind of had... It had a masculine shape, you know, it just didn't have curves like like a woman. It just had kind of a, a, like a lean man. Wow. Yeah. We, huh.
1: ju- we just had uh, some people on a couch throw a Coke bottle at us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they were throwing at you, Eric. Just you. Just Eric. <laughs> just Eric. So, Rob, you're right. Rob's right over here. Say hi, Rob. Hello. So, Rob, tell us who you are, what you do.
0: Uh, my name is Rob Hernandez, uh, paranormal investigator, um, design equipment, just a little bit of everything. So, um,
2: what was the first thing you ever saw that you would consider far
0: beyond normal, paranormal? Um, I mean, just growing up as a kid, I mean, I've seen a dozen apparitions or so. When you were a child, was it the I saw, first time? When I first saw my first apparition, I was about four years old, four and a half years old. And I saw a man in a long, looked like a... Uh, a jacket with tails and a top hat wow in in your house no is that a friend's house a, f- a friend of the family's house wow yeah so and it was funny at that
2: age you you probably i mean as a kid like did you know what you were seeing or no did you, i didn't you know, know what i was seeing
0: and it was funny because um i had like a, a weird feeling in my stomach um and it was weird because anytime i'd go into a location that i found out later in my adult life that was haunted um, i'd get that same sensation so the only sensation i could describe it as is anxiety as i got older oh so Um, so the feeling of anxiety was present
2: when you saw that thing mm -hmm. and when you've seen others yeah before you see them
0: yeah Exactly.
2: So it's almost like an indicator for you. If you start to feel anxiety, there's a
0: potential that you may see. Exactly. So, oh, I mean, so anytime I got that feeling, I knew that the place had energy. Right, right. couldn't say it was haunted, but I knew that something was something, there. Something, yeah. yeah. Wow.
2: Do you get that when you go to other places that are not- notoriously haunted? Sometimes or, or always? Or?
0: Um, like if you went now, to. Now that I think I'm in tune with it, okay. I know what I'm looking for, I know what yeah. I'm feeling, and I just follow the direction of where something's pulling me towards okay. something like that so.
2: okay so you just kind of go with the flow now Yeah. now you know i see um and you guys have eric have all three of you guys done an investigation together or
0: i think there was one i think i think we've done one
3: we were we were all at uh ho- was it hotel camera or what was it hotel, uh, hotel california hotel.
1: and also for my birthday
3: yeah so we
2: done two at least two right yeah. yeah. And what was the... Um, what's the scariest thing you've ever seen? Have you ever seen anything that scares you? Because a lot of people worry about... Um something attaching to them following them home i mean i've seen heard lots of people on panels there was a ghost hunters you know they had the uh, couple guys that are on tv and the one biggest question from the audience was like are you guys putting yourself in harm's way mm-hmm. so um do you ever feel like you're kind of treading on dangerous area has, has something sort of been so overt towards you like you shouldn't be here kind of thing has that ever happened to you
3: I've never actually f- felt uneasiness from it it's more kind of like a mysterious um just not knowing what you're dealing with feeling i'm sure eric and roba probably dealt with more dark en- entities that were threatening i know that it wasn't something i saw but at the hotel california i felt as if I walked through this, this patch of hot air and it, it felt like I walked through an apparition because I immediately stopped and went back and and, looked and examined that area to see if there was like a heater blowing or something where that, that hot air could have came from. There was l- literally nothing there. Huh. So it was just like... So like a
2: sheet of hot air blowing down, just like yeah. as if it were a heater, yeah. but there was no heat. nothing there. Nothing there at all. Wow.
3: And uh, that kind of made me a little uneasy just because... Huh? I've never
2: experienced anything like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, you got a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting I'm these, like, <laughs> verbal cues. Uh, Eric,
1: just grab the mic, man. Say it. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at the uh, Midsummer Scream, uh, what would you call this, program brochure. Yeah, um, that's the program right there. just uh, wanted to get back on this subject for a second to do a, a little review maybe get everyone's opinion you know. yeah yeah
2: let's do that um i guess just go around uh i'll start with one of the coolest things i saw which was um this guy who converted a coffin into a barbecue did you see that i don't know if you guys saw it it's at the far end down there he hasn't done any gigs yet <laughs> and i was thinking about it, i was thinking you know is this uh you know would you want like a hamburger cooked off of a coffin you know And I thought, well, as long as it's not used. And I thought, well, we know it's not used or it'd be in the ground. So
1: (laughs) it's, it's, I I mean, I see how some people can still perceive that. You know, I guess someone with some kind of obsessive disorder might still have some discomfort with (laughs) that. You know, some kind of psychosomatic issue. Right.
2: You see a slab of ribs cooking on the thing, you know. I thought that was cool. That was one of the cooler things I saw. And then um, on the showroom floor, just tons of cool makeup at work. I mean, the stuff people did to their faces. I posted some stuff on my Twitter feed, but uh, at Scary Horror News, there's some really cool stuff out there. What would you like? What did you see, Eric?
1: Um, well, overall, I think it was really cool uh running into some friends, seeing some people I haven't seen in a while. I saw the uh, Dark Harbor presentation and the Universal Halloween Horror Nights presentation. I thought we might get a uh, announcement about a new maze out of Universal. We didn't. Um, got a little bit of small news out of it, though. Uh, there's a few things they're bringing Dude, back. Dude, what are you talking about?
2: There was huge news by Universal. <laughs> Universal is bringing back the VIP tour I take it you've never been on it I haven't and Ace you've never been on the VIP tour at Universal
1: I've gotten escorts at Universal well the VIP package I've, I've gotten escorts at Universal but not the actual package okay you pay for those escorts? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to pay for the package, too. So you have to pay for the VIP over there. I, I've actually only been to Universal one time. Oh, okay. so,
3: um And that was just kind of general admission to check it out. So For this, the
2: Halloween Horror Nights? For Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, oh okay. Okay.
3: I've been to Universal Studios yeah, yeah. quite a few times, but I've only been to Horror Nights
2: once. Right. Yeah. So the, the cool thing about the VIP and why everybody wants it back who's ever done it is because when you go to Horror Nights it's crowded super popular it was insane when I was there so you spend lots of time you spend lots of time in lines Mm -hmm. to go through the haunts and I advise anyone who asks me like what what, you know how to do it is get that front of line pass if you can afford the extra money because you're going to have such a better time just going up and seeing the haunt versus you know it, it skews your perception of something if you have to wait 90 minutes for it you know so those lines can get up to 90 minutes so what was really cool about the vip package was that you got front of line to everything and then they took you they take you or the year that i did it they take you on a bus to the back and we got to walk around where the jaws was filmed and they had people inside the houses and stuff that would kind of make noises and it was real desolate you know it was a kind of a sparse part of the park it was dark away from all the other action so we got to go on a bus and walk in a small group down by the jaws thing and That's so awesome. that was really cool and, the, and they asked us not to say a thing on social media so it could be a surprise at the time but mm-hmm. um
1: it sounds like someone's getting eaten by jaws right now in yeah, the background
2: probably <laughs> but anyway so that to, to to shorten it up the cool thing was is that front of line you get to do the extra thing and then the other thing is they had a lounge with like a buffet of food and drinks included with it so if you've ever done something at a park like that you know there's not many places to sit down and take a break you know there's tons of stuff to do so what was cool is you could go front of line front of line front of line go back and grab some food and some drinks and hang out like where it's like a little bit chill from all the action and then go back out again so that's why people loved it and they wanted it it's been gone for like three or four years so Mm -hmm. for them to announce that i think was huge so
3: well i haven't contacted their pr yet but we are planning to um to cover it for for creepy af
1: cool yeah the um the other stuff I liked was, I think you uh, mentioned it was the uh, the merchandise. I believe you said something about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff uh, on the floor. A lot of a lot of the same stuff from from last year, but um, you know, your people's tastes grow. You know, from one year to the next. So, so, so some things that I thought you know might be lame last year, I thought were cool this year, and you know, I got a different perspective on some of the merchandise and. Uh, I think on Saturday, at least, I was more concerned about having a good time and just observing everything than than getting coverage. So I was able to see, you know, more stuff than I would have otherwise. Um, Today, we did a lot of our coverage and filming. Uh, Alone was here. Uh, The Order of Beleth. And Shine On Collective, Anna Malvermati, and uh, she's going to kill me. It's uh, I'm drawing a blank. Kara Darling, um, that's her stage name at least. Uh, she there was sta- uh, with Shine On Collective. I I I know Anna's doing something with them again. I'm not sure if Kara is. I assume she is. Uh, but we we tried to get into. A, three of those and we weren't able to which is kind of disappointing to me
2: you're talking about the hall of shadows where they have no all
1: these no. were the immersive haunt, oh the immersive the immersive, stuff immersive on right, yeah yes like i said earlier rob was about to go through the process but uh hit a brick wall if you will um speaking of rob we have something huge coming up uh at someone's house this weekend and then we're going to be going out of town investigate one of the most haunted places in the country and possibly do some urban exploring so I'm going to let him talk about those two things yeah for sure so yeah we're going to be
0: going somewhere in the Midwest can't really announce where Um, well we'll be going to Mansfield Ohio uh, to cover an upcoming film and to do some PR work and we're going to do a um We'll be doing some urban exploring, like Eric said, and then, but next weekend, on Friday and Saturday, uh, David Oman is having something at his house. He's going to be hosting uh, two nights of investigations, one at his home and another house, uh, which is next door, uh, which I saw an apparition in, and...
2: Um, what did you see? What was that? What was the apparition look like?
0: It was an apparition of a woman, and I said, Look, there's a woman walking through there, and everybody's like, There's nobody in there. That house is vacant. Huh. Um, but I just thought it was a person, and then once I heard it was vacant, I said, Oh, it must have been, you right, know. Right, right. But I couldn't really.
2: So, what's the story on the house you guys are going to investigate? Like, why are they calling you out? What's happening there?
1: The only house? Yeah. Oh, well, I. Uh,
2: David Eric, your voice is so boomy, I don't know why Boomy? We're, we're all quiet and when you come on it's like <laughs> I, I, ample, You have this imaginary amplifier Well, right well Rob
1: and thing. I were outside earlier and we met a guy that was a, was a little eccentric But he said you should be on radio and I told him I'm doing a podcast later <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> You're like, as a matter of fact I am Um, Gotta quit smoking also Maybe it's that raspiness Um, So Omen House What's Omen House? Omen House is near the house On Cielo Drive in Beverly Hills Off of Beverly Glen Where the Sharon Tate murders happened And we've gotten some pretty cool uh, uh, Evidence there Um, I once got A female voice Saying Abigail Abigail and of course, Abigail Folger, the heiress of the Folger Coffee Fortune, uh, was one of the people that was killed uh, in that uh, uh, gruesome attack. Um, but the house next door has never been investigated. So Friday and Saturday will be the first time that people are allowed to investigate this location and I was there when Rob 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 when uh need some more soda or water um I was there it's been a long day I was there when Rob saw this uh apparition um, you know, he was looking in the windows, and he, he definitely saw something. Uh, so we're both excited to go and check out the house next door, maybe even more excited than David's house, actually. Well, why why the house next door to the Omen House? We don't know the story behind that house. Maybe it's because it's on the same street. We do know that that whole area has some Native American history. But
2: people, so, but you say it's the first time people are being allowed to. Is it... Is, it's a place that people want to investigate For some reason, right?
1: Well, the house has been abandoned, I believe, for a couple of years Right? Yeah, the house has been Abandoned, okay. so anyone into, Like you know, like us, into urban exploration um, Is going to be interested And then just the Allure of the mystique Of the location, it's next to David Oman's house, you know, and it's an abandoned Mansion, you know, I want to go investigate It, but what I'm looking forward to The most, to be honest with you Is all the different hors d'oeuvres and appetizers that David's going to be serving? That's what I'm looking forward to.
2: (laughs) Appetizers? Who's? Wait a minute. Where is this? It sounds. It's becoming more of a party than an (laughs) investigation.
1: Well, well, it is kind of a party atmosphere. You know, there's. Is
2: this open to the public, or what is this? It is
1: open to the public. It's open to the public. Yeah. So David's actually
0: uh, selling tickets at Omenhouse.com.
1: Is it?
0: I think it's OmenHouse.com or DavidOmenHouse.com. I think it's DavidOmenHouse.com. Uh, so he sells tickets. Um, so And it's limited to, I think, 10 people. So, so it's pretty exclusive. Going. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, and something about that house next door, there's just a draw. Um, like I was saying earlier, I get a weird feeling anytime I'm at a 100 location and that house was just drawing me i was like forget david's house i want to go in there wow and i was (laughs) just getting pulled over that's that's why i was just looking at it and i was like wait a minute that house is looks empty
2: so when you go you talked about um that you work you build some equipment yourself and things like that what do you hope to capture when you go to a place like this house you're going to be going to i Uh, just
0: to get some validation yeah that's basically it
2: visual do you ever get like visual
0: uh photos of any mm-hmm. so yeah we, we get both visual audio uh, okay. it, it's just like what ace was talking about it, it's when you see something um you always want to experience that or, or get that validation was i seeing what i truly saw and you're always looking for that validation yeah um it's just something that is you're drawn to and something that you want answers what was it that i saw was it my imagination was it just a reflection was it you know whatever right but it's like you just want that valid you know you saw it yeah but it's almost like you want like i said validation to say you know what i saw that that's exactly what i saw yeah
2: well and i think the only way you can get that is if you have like two people simultaneously experience the same thing and then if you have if you have audio or video, that's even better. Exactly. Um, I mean, I have some experience, and this isn't has nothing to do with paranormal investigation. But uh, a cert, one of the things I I end up doing is looking for people's lost stuff with a metal detector. And I've over the past eight years, I've come to realize that people's recollection isn't always right, and so. That's the one thing that can translate over, that can be used also when you're looking at paranormal stuff, is like, you know, I'll have a guy that says, I was throwing a football and I saw my ring fly off and I saw it hit the sand and it poofed up. So go look right there. So I'll go over there and I'll look and look and look and there's nothing there, nothing there. And then I've just sort of learned over the years, like it's could be anywhere, you know? So then I start searching far beyond where he thought it was and I find it on the opposite side so his recollection and his memory like flipped you know he threw the football he was certain that it fell to the left hand side of where he was and it turns out it's on the right hand side so i think that's an interesting thing to kind of apply to the paranormal stuff too is just that you know what what we saw what we think we saw you know what i mean like that you know our minds aren't perfect so when you can capture it you know with your equipment or some visual or you have multiple people seeing it I think those are probably the strongest most interesting cases you know
0: absolutely
3: I wanted to ask um, are you going to be at Scare LA next weekend I plan on it yes I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, I'm producing a immersive in Las Vegas called Elicitous Theater and we're, we're going to be part of a panel called Monsters On and Off the Screen Halloween at the Theater um That's with John, right? Uh, With John of designing Fear. Uh, It's it's his baby. He's the creator. I'm just helping him bring it to life. He's the one's going to be on stage talking with uh, uh, John Braver of Delusion and uh, Darren Lynn Bousman of the Tension Experience. Um,
1: Hi, Darren. I hope you're listening. There's
3: a couple other people. I don't have the full list in front of me, but there's uh, about three other people. There's a guy from Wicked Lit. Um, Which is great Have you yeah. seen Wicked Lit? I have not seen that I wanted to, I wanted. got. They sent me like free tickets last year And I couldn't go I really wanted to check it out But no, no, uh, okay. I just want to say the panel's on August 6th at 4.30pm I don't have the, the room info right here But if once they get their program they can find yeah, it
2: Yeah, it's, it's actually on the website I was just looking okay, at the yeah, website yeah, All so. the
3: info should be on uh, the ScareLA website yeah, ScareLA.com Yeah, it is there for sure
1: Whoa! So this is Radioland, huh? The Infinite Turtle, the, the waves through the ether fuzz roll on forever. Roar! You're my fave. <laughs> Me and Bubba,
0: my little brother, we listen to you every night.
2: Hey there, listeners. This is Steve Rowan, your host. I hope you're enjoying this show. And if you are, I'd like to ask you to help us expand our audience by giving us a review in your podcast app. I would really appreciate it if you did that. And for doing so, I want to do something special for you. I want to offer you a free Bonus hour of any one of our previous shows. So if you like the Alien show and you want to hear the second hour, or the Disneyland show, or the Ouija board show, just take a screenshot of your review and email that to me at editor at com and I will email you right back with a link to the second hour of any show you'd like. Thank you for listening and please share us on your Facebook and retweet us. Now back to the show. Um, I was going to say, you mentioned the Wicked Lid. I wanted to jump onto that for a second because uh, that was really cool, man. What those guys do is it's a theater presentation, but it takes place in an actual graveyard with a mausoleum. I think it's Altadena. Yeah, Altadena.
1: Uh, Mountain View Mausoleum, is it? Yeah, I think so. They were here at Midsummer Scream.
2: Yeah, they do the rounds, and they do a little thing inside Midsummer Scream, and I think last year they did one at Scare LA, which was really cool stories around the campfire, which gives you a a tiny little taste of it, but there's nothing like being in a mausoleum late at night, and the effects that they put on in there are incredible. It's It's a really cool... I mean, you just cannot beat an authentic... You know, the echo of a slamming door in a real mausoleum, you know, late at night cannot be reproduced, <laughs> you know, <laughs> effectively right. on stage anywhere.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it was last year I went. Um, I absolutely loved it. I had to leave a little bit early because I, be- I believe it was the same night as the Shriekfest party. But I wrote on my website, GoldenStateHaunts.org, that Wicked Lit... Is just as good as any Broadway show, but hipper.
2: Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I thought that it was, uh, it drew you into the story. And uh, it, it was, I didn't go last year, but I went the year before. And I can say that it was the coolest thing I did of all the stuff, all the shows I saw, all the haunted attractions I went to. The Wicked Lit thing was the thing that I thought everyone I know should. See this once, you know, to experience it. I I thought it was cool. It was really absolutely.
1: Awesome. I just um, I wanted to thank everybody at Midsummer Scream, David Markland, Rick West, Johanna Atzulano. But I'm really looking forward to next weekend and this Elicitus panel, and of course seeing uh, Darren, Lynn Boosman who uh, did the Tension Experience next weekend tell w- w- since we're
2: talking about the illicit thing in las vegas what's the timeline on that ace what's what's when is that going to happen when is it opening yeah like what's the uh, the opening target date uh.
3: You know I can't get that out because it's it's changed a lot. Okay. Uh, eventually we were gonna do two shows. We we're gonna do like a horror th- show for around Halloween, and then we we're gonna do a Christmas theme show. But um, I think we're gonna have to skip Christmas this year and just do a late late um, horror theme show. Which I is. I see. Uh, I I kn- I know we've ex- uh, we've tossed around dates, but I think it's probably gonna be like a, a late October.
2: Okay, so, yeah. so October time frame.
3: They'll probably announce that at the panel. i got to talk to, to yeah, John about that. He's also going to do... He told me they're doing like a three to four minute promo video, almost like a trailer for the, um, for the immersive.
2: Okay. And uh, they're
3: going to show it for the first time there.
2: And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about when we say immersive theater, it's sort of a thing that uh, kind of is just come about in the last what four years about four years Mm -hmm. um in the last four years it's gone from your traditional this is sort of i think the original was like blackout right like that's probably the original uh haunt that would become immersive theater so to speak because it was a
1: there's there was an immersive another immersive in new york um i can't think of the name right now uh, it's it's slipping my one. mind. Yeah, it's it's a very big one, and everybody raves about it. Um,
2: Different from Blackout because I think Blackout yeah. started in New Blackout, York. Blackout,
1: yeah. a mansion or something? Yeah, you could you could look up Immersive Haunt in New York and It'll you know find up. it.
2: Yeah. So basically, it's sort of a it's less people. You're not walking through a haunt where you're like walking, you know, room to room in a big long line of people. Looking at stuff jumping out at you. This is more like... uh, There's a lot more theatrical acting in Mm -hmm. it. The people who are involved are... uh, more skilled than your average, just someone who's jumping out and in a costume. Live stunts as well. Live stunts. And then yeah. it even, that kind of even snowballed into uh, what uh, McCammy was doing in San Diego, McCammy Manor, mm-hmm. which was more of the just extreme immersive. That's Russ's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I never, I've never, you, oh, you didn't do that.
3: I didn't
1: do it. Someone routed me out about McCammy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but um, so I was just too scared to do
1: yeah McKay. you know
2: I agree I wasn't interested I'm not interested in people torturing me at all I mean if it you're gonna scare me legitimately me. yeah if you're gonna scare me legitimately but anyway so um, there's
1: uh, there's another haunt like McKamey but we'll keep that name off the air okay but uh, a great website to find out
2: oh no you're not being stalked don't worry I,
1: I, I thought someone was stalking um a great website to find out about immersive uh, haunts and theater is ran by Russell Eaton and one of uh, the investigators that works with Rob and I, Mike Fontaine, who's famous for the cinder block incident at the David Omen House, that Rob has a little bit different views on. <laughs> I just threw him under the bus
2: so some sort of uh, cinder block being thrown <laughs> at <laughs> to somebody is to what happened?
0: <laughs> I plead the fifth on that one
2: okay so um, yeah well I think we'll go until Rick kicks us out yeah we're, we're gonna Remember go until, until Rick, Rick kicks us out or
1: until Rick uh, until Rob kicks my ass
2: yeah if they uh, yeah, if they want to shut it down, we can uh, we'll have Rick on as our final guest. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, immersive theater. So is so that's not the thing that's going on in Vegas. That's not like a permanent year-round. We lease to space and you come do something. Is or is is it or is it? not? I don't want to say too much before
3: yeah. next week. Okay. Uh, the plan is to have it a year-round Thank and that we change um, we change themes. Okay. And some of the themes may not even be horror related okay so we're gonna keep it really open but for right now we're we're definitely sticking with,
2: with horror. Because everybody's yeah. coming from the horror background designing yeah. the fear yeah. and all that so, but stuff. But we're
3: looking to kind of branch out that like during the, the off-season, maybe the summer, do something that's that's not horror themed. Right. Or it might be like sci-fi or fantasy. It might still kind of have a dark edge, but it's just not... Fantasy like horror.
2: fairies? Fairies and stuff like that? Well,
3: I don't think John wants me to talk about all the different <laughs> okay. ideas that he's pitching just because yeah. they're, yeah, know. they're on the drawing board. Yeah, it and It they're, needs they're to be developed. Happening. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, is there (coughs) is there anything at this show, Midsummer Screen, that like totally blew you away, Ace? Um, I'll say the
3: the cold storage truck, which is a a walk through uh, maze inside a uh, what do you call it a the terror the terror truck like a mini big rig yeah it was just way better than i was expecting i thought it was just gonna be like an empty truck and there be some guys that jump out at you but there was they had a whole bunch of layers of like interactive video things and, and cool like uh just just different cool animation of uh, what do you call it? uh animatronic effects
2: and things oh, like really? that yeah and that was, was that was in the hollow shadows
3: yeah, and I also liked how it was just very narrow and tight, and uh, you kind of had to worm your way through the thing. I thought that uh-huh. was interesting. Yeah. A
1: lot of CGI effects.
3: Really? Yeah,
2: CGI video type stuff. Uh-oh, the cops are here for Eric. Yeah,
3: the they
1: cops are. Me.
2: The cops just showed up. They're taking Eric away. No, that's... Uh, <laughs> they're
1: doing some... Uh, <laughs> that's the catering
2: department. This is Cisco.
1: There's a Get big... Uh, the sugar for Eric. Starbucks. Eric,
2: grab that bag of candy right there. Set it on the table right <laughs> We got some Halloween candy, we got Snickers and we stuff got some over there. Uh,
1: silk protein and some Tazo Chai mix.
2: <laughs> yeah, well this I'll tell you what, this is my first year at Midsummer Scream and I wasn't disappointed at all. It was better than I imagined because I think the floor was just super impressive. There's yes, just tons of vendors that were super cool.
1: We also have uh, Wednesday Addams sitting in an egg. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of uh, artistic things going on around this here It's not you a video show, Eric I, They can't yeah, see what's can't going see on People see anything, man I'm trying all. to
1: be descriptive so people can feel like they're here
2: Right Well, on the panels um,
1: Who did you see? What panels did you see, Eric? I saw the uh, Dark Harbor, of course, with uh, David Wally And the captain and yeah,
2: those two were something else the, the two characters, that's one thing that's unique about Dark Harbors, the That They've got the ringmaster and they've got the captain Are two of the primary characters But the people who they've hired to play those roles Are exceptional at their character I mean, they've got such depth in their character And they're funny and they're a little bit crass And I think that uh, it's, it's a neat balance Because they look really scary I mean, if you were to see them in a dark alley alone, you'd grab your <laughs> pants, you know. But yeah, they were, they're they, definitely but on the, point. But their character is just so in-depth, and so I think that, you know, just the, the comedy that comes along with how crazy they look, and you can see those if you go to uh, Scary Horror News on Twitter, at Scary Horror, or Scary Horror News, um, both those characters are posted up on there.
1: And, and Dark Harbor made an announcement about a new maze having to do... With a chef, do you do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I I still don't know if that's for real.
1: Did you see was, that? Ace? Well,
3: I was just saying we were recording that, and uh, we'll probably have a creepy if piece, um, at least on part of that panel, if not if not the whole thing. So yeah,
1: because I, we've I, got some like robotic I, I alien tr- sounds going on in the I background. Had tr- if you hear I had I had
2: trouble. Um, discerning whether they're being for real or not but the story was that they said at some point in time they claim that a chef was burned on the queen mary
1: like like rob said earlier i plead the fifth
2: (laughs) (laughs) did you dig through the history books on the on the back of the ship last night Uh,
1: but both and i uh both rob and i know a lot about the uh history of the queen mary especially the paranormal history i used to be a member of the titanic ghost club with rob rodowski who wrote the official book uh one of the official books for the queen mary planet paranormal i believe also wrote a book um as far as the chef story once again i plead the fifth <laughs> <laughs> so it's fake just come on
2: just say it it's not real
1: it's uh it's it's, like uh, a it's
2: theater Rob, Rob's oh, chiming in what's here. What's the, the room B? B one fifty two. B one fifty two. We're talking about the B three forty. B three three forty. That's not the real haunted room, is it?
0: That was made up. That's made up. What's yeah. the real haunted room? There is a- well... There is there. Winston Churchill is one of them. So Winston Churchill uh, Suite is uh, is haunted. Um, there's a few haunted spots on the ship.
2: So Winston Churchill—that's the name of one of the rooms, like an yeah, estate that's room. A suite,
0: yeah, that's one of the state rooms
2: And that one's supposed to be haunted.
0: Yeah, we got some great EVPs during setting up for my birthday party. So you I was asleep, but so you can um, anyone who
2: wants to can request that room. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get. It's just known as the Winston Churchill Room. Yeah, is it like it's bigger than the normal? Because those are oh, small rooms on that it's ship. It's
0: a double room, has its own living room, has oh a, wow, two bathrooms. Uh, the the uh, has a king size bed in it. I mean, it's huge.
2: Yeah, you know, last night I was on the ship. I know Ace and Eric were too. Uh, when for you guys Sinister Circus, yeah, for Sinister Circus. When you guys were up there i was just roaming around on the queen mary yeah Yeah. we saw you and the thing is is that i thought i mean i was looking around i used to have a background in security cameras and stuff and i was looking around and that boat is fair game i'm just (laughs) it's it's a little creepy (laughs) i was i was in i found myself in some back room where it was like the fire room and it had all kinds of displays and stuff i was by myself that's where the bathroom was and, uh, I was walking down the hallway and someone saw my shirt and it was funny because they, um, they said, uh, they said, oh, you're looking for ghosts or whatever. And I said, I said, yeah,
3: well, I walked, said, I think I walked down, made a wrong turn and there was, it was locked off, but they had this like princess die room. Our Princess oh. Diana room or exhibit. It was it was closed off, but I could see inside through the w- through the window. Yeah. And it looked creepy in there. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it seems like you could easily, you know, just roam around that ship and look for stuff.
3: I'm really know? happy they're, they're having another maze on the boat. Yeah. Because the, the, the mazes on the boat are, I think, by far my favorite part of Dark Harbor. So I'm really looking forward to that fourth
2: one. You know, it's, it's really unfortunate that Everybody, The general public can't experience those mazes like the media has been allowed to. Um, and when I say that, I mean to go in alone mm-hmm. and walk. I've walked those mazes by myself with just the actors in there. Yeah. And that is the way. To go on that ship Because You know There was so much They had so much time To develop their little Character scenes and stuff And then I went through it twice I went through as media Where it was just me Nobody else And I got to see them Do their thing And it's That ship is super creepy When you're by yourself When you're standing in a line With 40 other people And you're just snaking through Like you're in line To go get a coffee At Starbucks or something It's not scary
1: Oh absolutely um, And Rob and I Have both uh, Discovered that by building a haunt, it can actually increase whatever paranormal activity is there. And sometimes if there wasn't paranormal activity before, just because of the subject of the haunt and the energy that goes into creating it, building it, the characters, it could stir up paranormal activity just like any kind of... uh, Magical ritual, you know, the intent of what's going into something, which is obviously to scare people, can stir up supernatural phenomena, and Rob had an amazing experience at Zombie Joe's, who was here... Uh, doing a show at Midsummer Scream and I'll let him talk about that because yeah. it was some crazy shit. Are we yeah. allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk
2: <laughs> about let's talk about no, we're not technically No you talk about I'm taking a I want to hear about Zombie Joe. Who
0: is, first tell us who Zombie Joe is. Zombie Joe owns a a, a theater company uh, in West Hollywood.
1: No uh, North Hollywood. North
0: Hollywood. I'm sorry. Um, so we were there during the haunt and um Eric was actually seeing somebody he said he thought it was me so he was looking back and I oh, I'm sorry and uh, so Eric was looking back thinking it was me and I was actually seeing this guy walk around and and then he just like walked out the door and just disappeared the door never opened because you would okay. saw, and it was dark. So, yeah, I saw somebody walk out, and Eric was, I thought that was you. And I said, no, it wasn't me. And <laughs> I said, I was watching them walk out. Wow. Yeah, because we got separated. And okay. And they had us kind of contained, and they were kind of leading us through. And it was a, like an immersive haunt. Okay. So they were walking us through, and I kind of got separated a little bit. And uh, so... I finally found my way back through after I I saw that. And Eric saw it also. And he said, I thought it was you. Wow. He said, it looked just like you. And I said, And it was
2: solid, was it? It was
0: solid. 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 That's
2: what I'm hearing from a lot of people telling me stories of when they see a, a ghost is that they... Everybody, well, a lot of people said, you know, they didn't think they were looking at a ghost. They thought they were just seeing in person. Right. But then the thing disappeared or it went through a wall or in your case, it went through a door without opening it. So, you know, we're so used to like the Scooby-Doo ghost, which is like see-through, you know, right, everybody right. talks about the see-through ghost. Um, so, you know, there could be a lot of ghost people are seeing. You wouldn't even know they were a ghost in that case. I mean, if I saw somebody come out, you know, walk past a hallway down there, you're not going to think it's a ghost, you know? I mean, it's only if you see that thing, like, disappear in front of your face or go through a wall, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people could be seeing stuff like that.
0: No, that's exactly right. So... But that's... So...
2: Eric was thinking that that stirs that up, you know. Just
0: Well, I mean, and it does. It's just like anything. I mean, energy is energy. It's just like when, you know, when you walk into somebody's house and let's say a couple just had a really bad argument and you walk in there, you can feel that energy. Yeah. Um, that's. It does stick to the walls, doesn't it? It, it <laughs> does stick to the walls. Yeah. I mean, and, and you have to think. Right, and it's just like anything else. I mean, when something's there, a traumatic event happens. I mean, it leaves like a psychic scar in that location. It doesn't have to be um, anything paranormal. I mean, you know, I mean, I've stu- I was working on a case where a family there was a tragic fire, okay. and nobody died, um, but there was a tragic event where the father had to run upstairs, grab his girls, and run down. And people hear two girls screaming upstairs, and they see a band running downstairs with two girls, and nobody died. So those people still are alive. They're still alive. But yet, like, it's a replay of that It's a of replay that of moment. that event. Yeah, and people smell smoke. Yeah. In that, wow. in that house. And the house has been torn down and rebuilt
2: from the ground up.
0: The only thing that was left was a foundation, so... Yeah, so I mean, died. we have
2: this we have this preconceived notion
0: that when you see a ghost, like,
2: this is a dead person, but... It doesn't have to be. But it doesn't have to be. No. Huh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, you see all those... I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, that's one of those... The looping, that's in a looping event versus, like, you hear of, like, where something responds to you, like, what Ace saw. There was, like, this kind of feeling like, hey, this thing knows I'm here. Whereas what you're talking about is, you know, just the visual, the sounds are kind of locked in time right there. Exactly. It's like
1: locked in another dimension or something almost. Right, right. That's wild. So the only person we haven't heard from about what they liked at uh, Midsummer Scream is Rob, so I'm going to give the mic back to him. (laughs) Okay. Um. Honestly, I think the uh, the trailer hunt
0: was it was Man, amazing. I'm going to run over there and go through it real quick it, it before was, they shut uh, it off. Something that I've never seen before. Um it was it was a lot of fun. Huh. Um would I go through it again? I Hell wonder yeah. if there
2: is that is that thing a permanent build out? Do you think they park that places and you can go see it yeah, elsewhere? Yeah, that's
0: what he said. He he, he said that What's it he, called? what is it terror trucks
2: terror trucks they're built in simi valley and they ship
0: them all over the the country okay and they rent them out for events private events uh uh what uh corporate events wow um yeah or you can buy one and make money off buy one and put in your backyard dollars.
3: Uh, the motion picture Insidious 3 had one of those, not exactly the same, but they had, there was actually two trucks that they put together and they had like a, a haunt, like a, a, a haunt that you walk into and then it led you into a VR experience. So huh. it was kind of almost a haunt and a
2: VR in one,
3: which was, which was pretty fun.
2: Yeah. yeah, I got to do the IT VR, which is going to be at Scare LA next week. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah. It was cool. It's called I, Float. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It was fun. I won't give anything away, but um, it it falls right in line with you know what you think is the Is there any about. spoilers in it for the movie? You know, my recollection of IT, the first... Okay, I didn't read the novel, yeah. but what I saw was... Um, years ago this is like the original it came out as i understand as a tv mini series yeah it's a three-part three-part so i rented it from like video library in 1989 yeah. or 91 or whenever it came out it, mm-hmm. it was on vhs tape yeah and i didn't know how long it was going to be so it's i like popped six hours in, i yeah, think yeah, i or popped something. the thing in at like eight o'clock at night thinking i'm gonna and it's like two thirty in the morning, and I'm like delirious trying to finish off this movie. It, you know? yeah. <laughs> and so my recollection of it is is uh, I I really do, I should watch it again because I don't remember it. But yeah. um, this new reboot, as everyone likes to call these movies, this reboot of it, mm-hmm. um, I think is going to be better than the TV series.
3: Well, they certainly have. Uh a bigger budget yeah. to work with even though i really uh, the miniseries is great i mean it's probably one of one of the better miniseries ever made and uh i saw it the first time on vhs i i was just a, i was just a kid and i was like really sick for like a week i was out of school so i told my mom go to the video store and pick me up some movies and i s- said i want to see it and i was like the first one i watched so sometimes when i watch that i i start feeling like sick Because I remember the way I felt the first time I watched it when I was really (laughs) ill and just look at, you know, I couldn't leave my bed, so I wanted to just watch movies all day. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, it's a cool story. It's neat. I mean, and then the thing about the whole—remember all the clowns like last year? Yeah. All the scary clowns that were popping clown up on country, countryside yeah. roads and stuff like that. I mean,
3: I had this th- idea. I pitched John about a. Uh, Knotts has this uh, interactive laser zombie thing where you sh- you shoot zombies. Yeah. Spe- oh, was it
1: ops special, special ops? ops infected? infected yeah. And, uh,
3: so I was pitching one about called like clown hunt, where you have okay. like these toy guns and you shoot like the killer clowns is
1: oh. that anything like the old
3: Nintendo game Duck Hunt <laughs> they, yeah they might sue me it's pretty similar yeah. wait wait no
2: <laughs> Eric you could you could combine that with Frogger too so it's a moving <laughs> things going each way you have to shoot the clowns yeah. and get across the river Yeah, <laughs> and they,
3: th- they thought it was a little too topical because right now nobody's, yeah. nobody's, nobody's talking about it so. yeah. oh, there's a yeah. movie
1: coming out about the clown sightings oh, like a doc? documentary yeah it's uh let me look this up on my phone keep talking while i look this up <laughs> it's not clown
2: porn is it no it's
1: not clown.
2: hey this is, you know the thing about the clowns did you guys ever see that old reality show called scare tactics do you remember I, that? i'm familiar with it I okay anyone who hasn't seen scare tactics i don't know i love the show and i heard it got sued out of existence oh really yeah for uh, for well what it, the premise of it was and you know I mean reality TV you can't know for sure what's real and what's produced but mm-hmm. the show essentially the idea was that a friend of yours like see Eric wanted to get you he would go to scare tactics and say I want to get my friend Ace they would come up with some scheme to scare you and then put you in this scenario without your knowledge and scare you oh, and yeah. then he would pop out at the end ah, i got you kind of thing like a punk type yeah thing? but but fear based like yeah. one of the first ones was uh that you know a bunch of friends went out in a motorhome in an rv and they're camping mm-hmm. and they had a bigfoot attack the rv <laughs> but the people their reaction was so authentic it was awesome i mean anyone who loves you know, practical jokes love Scare Tactics. I Are mean, you
1: sure it wasn't just Rob in a costume?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: It could have been Rob.
2: <laughs> but anyway, so Scare Tactics was awesome like that because it was... But I heard that they got sued and, and there were never any more made. But there's about... There's two really good episodes. The one in the RV and then there's one where a girl goes for a job interview in some kind of like bio lab. And there's a, um, there's a little... Creature thing that busts out of this cage <laughs> while she's working in the night. Awesome. It's over the top. It's super, super good. It's I love it. It's a great show. Well, <laughs> the anyway.
0: episodes that you just mentioned were
2: incredible. Yeah, there was incredible TV that's, for sure. That so, great. so um, you know the scare tactics thing, just that reality kind of like scare you sort of thing. I don't even know how we got on this topic, but I think Eric said something and and I went on a tangent. Clowns maybe? Clowns. That's yeah. it. Yeah, clowns. So. Um, I don't know you guys want to wrap this up are we good or yeah I think they're gonna I was hoping we'd get kicked out
1: <laughs> why, why don't we go until we get kicked out that'll be fun
2: yeah or until my pretty phone pretty soon the guy dies. with the carpet shampoo is gonna show up right and come through here yeah um, yeah I've got hey I got 5% on my battery let's just go till the till the phone dies cause we're uh, streaming live through my phone alright cool right now but um, I talked to I don't know if I want to spoil this or not we saw Sid Haig, who played uh, Captain Spaulding in one of my favorite Halloween movies ever, *House of a Thousand Corpses*, and then *Devil's Rejects*.
3: Yeah, we talked to him. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I was. It was funny. I was kind of surprised because uh, I threw a media-type question at him. Do you remember that when I asked him what his favorite scene was? And uh, he kind of <laughs> shrugged his shoulders. And then I reminded him what about the dream scene, and then he lit up, where he talked <laughs> about Ginger Lynn. That was hilarious. And he was talking about how uh, Ginger Lynn, he said, people always ask him, oh, how was that with Ginger Lynn? And he's like, uh, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna use the exact terminology right now. We're not going to bleep it out. He says, how the fuck do you think it is to have Ginger Lynn <laughs> <laughs> bouncing on you like a wild boar or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> I think I got, the, I got the impression that he is captain spaulding not the other way around (laughs) you know i really got the impression that you know he's uh not so much of a character actor but he was you know
1: you're making me hungry for fried chicken now
2: (laughs) fried chicken and biscuits yeah no that those movies were awesome i love as a matter of fact for many years that was a, a ritual that we started at my house to watch house of a thousand corpses on halloween Because if you remember in the film, the kids end up in their house and it's like Halloween weekend Mm -hmm. and grandpa comes out and does the show on the stage. I thought that it's funny because Rob Zombie has always said that he sees nothing but he sees all the errors when he watches. People have asked him, you know, oh, it's it's a great film and he doesn't see it as that. He's really disappointed with all the things he thinks he did wrong in that movie. And he can see nothing but mistakes. That's what he says
3: about it. It is hard when you watch your own films. But,
2: But at the same time, there are some scenes that he pulled off in that movie that are incredible. I mean, that the thought of being in some crazy family's house on Halloween weekend, you know, the vibe those people had where they truly look scared, like, oh my god, like, we better get out of here, but how do we get out of here, you know? And then it turns out they don't get out of there. But, um, that movie was awesome, and then Devil's Rejects, but talking to Sid, we're, hopefully he comes on, we invited him to come on to the show, I, I stopped by and gave him something so he can get in touch with us, but, um, <laughs> I think he's, uh, He's Captain Spaulding out, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, but um, that's a, an awesome character. I think that's just one of those things. It's like any famous musician, you know, that has that hit song. It never is going to leave your life. You will forever and always. Led Zeppelin, you know, those guys will always be Stairway to Heaven, you know, and Sid, for better or worse, will always be Captain Spaulding. I think.
1: <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, your phone's probably at about 3% right now. Uh, we can do it up 4 4%. Four We're not burning that fast. <laughs> so we, uh, we also saw uh, Ernie Alonzo from Haunted OC. Uh huh. Um, he had a booth like in the first row or something.
2: Yeah, he had a booth in the first row. And today he had Bob Gurr there from. Uh, Ernie
1: Alonzo from Save by the.
2: No, not Saved by the Bell. <laughs>
1: No, Ed Alonzo is <laughs> Ed no. Alonzo isn't from Safe by the Bell, as far as I know. He's the magician that used to work at Not Scary Farm. I don't. Yeah. Was there? Oh, is he by, from Saved by the Bell? Oh.
2: Yeah, someone someone said that. When Ace talks, he needs the mic, though, Eric. He
1: can't
3: oh, be a
2: mic hog. D- <laughs> well, you said Ernie uh, Ernie
3: Alonzo from Planet um, O-C. OC, and I thought you meant Ed Alonzo, who I. He wasn't here today. I, I, didn't I think see he's him. gonna be at Scarlet, though. I, I think don't he's know. one of
1: the celebs that's gonna be at Scarlay. I don't what know. Were you, what, were you, what were you saying about uh, Saved by the Bell? Cause I remember an Ed Alonso who was like a hypnotist magician at Not Scary Farm.
3: Yeah, Ed Alonso who had this show at, Scar- at Not Scary Farm, which I really liked. Um, he was on Saved by the Bell. He played. Uh, was it Max?
2: That is true because I talked like to that. someone in line somewhere, and they. Yeah. They said they had not seen Elvira They saw the Ed Alonzo show and they were super excited Because he was on Saved yeah, by the I like,
3: Bell I like, I like the Ed Alonzo show just because it was a magic show But it was more about like the comedy Like he was really funny Okay, He'd bring people on stage And, and make fun of them like really bad uh-huh. and, But everyone laughed so it was okay
2: <laughs> Which you know what that brings up Something we didn't talk about that was announced here And that was Elvira Okay one question and we gotta get okay. to Elvira Let's talk
1: about Elvira <laughs> do you think we could get Dustin Diamond to do a magic show at Knotts? Who? Dustin Diamond, Screech. Oh,
2: I don't know. We're at three percent, though. We got to get Elvira. In. So okay, okay. Cassandra Peters. Let's is, all
3: let's all get in Elvira. She, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was um, she was here, and she was as far as I know, she did not show up in the Elvira costume. She was on yeah. stage, and she was not, and she signed autographs, but she was not in Elvira costume. Well, she came
3: as herself, like, like we did. Like she was
2: last year. <laughs> right. Eric yeah. didn't wear his costume either at all. I didn't see well, him at all. Well, he did all. a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, um, the- which we'll get into that mask thing in a little bit. I'm Do you wear that by yourself? <laughs> He's got this mask. What is the official name of this thing?
1: That's the Plague Doctor mask. I I only... Wear it by myself when I'm having fantasies.
2: Okay, wears it on his crotch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so Elvira, it was announced that this was the last year she's going to do Not Scary Farm. And it was cool because they showed all the years, clips from I think as far back as 88, I think. 88, 89, 90, 92. There were some years that she missed, but it went all the way up until last year. And then this year, 2017 is the last year that anyone is going to see Elvira at Not Scary Farm. And I wonder if it's the last time we'll see Elvira anywhere except maybe at some of these shows signing autographs.:
3: Yeah, she might be retiring her boobs. Yeah.
1: she'll, she'll be at a convention hall signing autographs with uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart.:
3: <laughs> Well, I think she'll probably still make appearances, but she's just going to do it as, as herself. I think she's just getting tired of doing tired the character. I mean it's wig. been what like 30 years or something.
2: Yeah. More yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean she was she was for people our age, you know. I mean yeah. in the 80s she was the the haunted host on TV,
3: you know. I think remember one time going to 7-Eleven to get 3D glasses, so I could watch some Elvira. <laughs> so special. you could see Elvira, in and then 3D. I was like sitting right by the TV, just because the things
2: didn't work that great. <laughs> now wait, did did her uh, most prominent parts that she shows Pro- off push out of the TV towards probably, you? Probably, but I was so young. I was like, I always wanted to see the scary
3: stuff more than <laughs> you know her
2: boobs. But. Uh, okay.
1: So we so we have uh, probably just a couple minutes left.
2: Uh, we're at three percent.
1: Three percent is is it time for shameful plugs? I thought you did that the whole first half of the show, Eric. A little been, recap, just, plugged, just a reminder. You've been plugging the whole show. <laughs> just, just, a, just a reminder for <laughs> just all those people reminder. out there. Okay, go ahead. All right, so uh, I'll start and I'll pass it to Ace and then okay. Rob. I um, just want to tell you, to uh, uh, both Scary Horror News and Golden State Haunts will be having uh, coverage on Midsummer Scream. I'll be posting videos on uh, you Golden mean State from Haunts. From this show. Yes, from the show. I'll be posting videos from Golden State Haunts uh, on YouTube and goldenstatehaunts.org. And I'm sure Steve will be putting stuff on scary horror news. Yep. Uh, And I'm building up my channel, hoping to do some more urban exploration, especially I have quite a few videos on other subjects, uh, kind of esoteric horror, that kind of thing uh, that I'll be doing once I get a little bit of time. Uh, And Rob and I are also going to be starting some... uh, some videos Uh, we went to Camarillo and we're going to be doing more filming here in the near future so but people want to know is this going to be scary a lot of it will be scary yeah I I got some uh, obviously I don't want to give away all the subjects because then people could steal them but uh, there'll (laughs) be some pretty cool stuff but everyone who's interested in
2: horror and paranormal stuff is going to be into it
1: it'll be up that alley yes okay cool and
2: then Ace how are you what are you doing man go Uh,
1: recap
2: preparing for the
3: panel t- uh, next weekend for we're Alyssa's at one percent eric took like two percent yeah, of the he time takes two percent he's shameful <laughs> plugs which is his, which is the, what he calls his a uh, butt plug kind of collection <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're starting season two <laughs> of uh creepy af and uh, I'm changing it up a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look at what what I got here today. I got two days worth of, of video footage, and uh, we're gonna be doing more of a, a shorter format to do more of kind of viral videos that are easily shareable, and just a lot of clips and a lot of a lot of cool stuff, highlights. Um, for the short
2: attention span yeah. that the consumer on the internet, well, the, the, young, internet the is. young
3: people they got the short attention span. We'll get yeah. more views that way. We our clips, I take clips from our episodes, and they they do really well. So, so the
2: clip does. Better than some
3: trying to get someone's attention. Sometimes for it's easier to minutes. get someone to watch
2: for like uh, a minute or three minutes. We've had three thousand people jump yeah. on since we've been talking for two seconds each. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so. I wouldn't be
3: surprised though. And so. then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stitch them together to do some sort of compilations too. I'm just kind of experimenting with the Where's format.
2: Where's creepy AF going? Like, where do you hope to? Where What are you
3: doing with it? I'd like, like to do cable TV. Okay. kind of like one of those travel channel shows where they go around the different haunts around the country and the world, that would be really, that's kind of like the ultimate goal, I I think, is just to be able to go to the, pick and choose the best ones around uh, what's new, what's hot like, and and cover that Cool. you know, just to promote it's a a very positive show even though we we do reviews we try to keep it um, kind, Yeah. because we're all about promoting what
0: we love, and that that's hot stuff so you've
2: left Rob I think half a percent of battery
0: life (laughs) so um, like Eric said we're going to be doing some videos and I'm going to try to do uh, uh, just some brief short clip uh, investigation highlights of different places that we go Um, try to do some promotion for certain locations things like that so yeah so just look out for that and Um, where's
2: your stuff where can people find your stuff
0: I'm going to be... Uh, right now, if you look me up on Facebook, you can either look under uh, Rob Hernandez um, or PCH Paranormal.
2: P- PCH Paranormal. I'll be
0: doing them on, on both.
2: Okay, cool. Cool. Well, uh, it was a good show, you guys. I'm glad we got to check this out together and... Uh everyone can find more on all of us on all our different channels and we're gonna think we'll all be at scare la next week and uh so we'll you'll see more stuff coming out of there but uh to wrap up midsummer scream it was uh, a good time i'm definitely coming back next year if you're into halloween and horror uh, there's so much to do here there's more to do than you can do in the two days and uh on top of that you can find so many cool little vendors that are, you know, artists that just one off. I ran into a guy, he was selling these incredible books with like a skull and a candle. He doesn't even sell them online. You have to come to either a renaissance fair or one of these horror shows to even buy his stuff so uh there's definitely some some cool things that you can get here that you can't get anywhere else Uh, and then who else wouldn't want to go to haunted houses in july right so anyway uh signing off the spirits and more radio a little bit of a different show uh but yeah hope you guys enjoyed it and uh we'll be back with uh something twisted and weird and scary uh on our next show so uh we are signing out